Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Talking Addiction and Recovery. This is Andrew Schreier, and this is the the Cognitive Intervention Series, and this is the second episode after the introduction one. And this one's really important because without doing this one, um, which is paying attention to your thinking, all the other ones kind of from here on out aren't going to be as effective or we're not going to be able to do them as well because this one is extremely important when it comes down to when we're going to intervene with our um, thinking we have to be able to pay attention to our thinking it sounds very simplistic you know like how do I not know what I'm thinking but it's amazing um, when you start to pay attention to your thinking that you notice how much you kind of neglected it or what you um, kind of started to be more on automatic pilot, so to speak. And we talk about in the introduction episode, like all the thoughts you have day in, day out, and trying to pay attention to all of those while also trying to do everyday tasks and parts of our lives and responsibilities. And it's so much to pay attention to, but yet we have to try and get better at doing that. And not only is it important for our behavior, but it's just a great way to understand ourselves and everything that um, we start to feel as far as emotions, our actions, and how thinking plays a whole role in that, and we need to start doing that more often. Um, and there's a lot of different techniques. So at the end, I'm going to give five different ways that I often talk with clients or patients about as far as, well, how can you begin to do it? But we got to understand why before we get that far and part of it is we get so much into that automatic thinking Um, and this is a great way where I love to do this with mindfulness because this is stuff that it teaches um, directly about it from the get-go I I do a relapse prevention group that is based on mindfulness and the the first episode or the first session that we do kind of has people notice how automatic their thinking is you know so I remember I would do this in group homes um, or the halfway house in the residential program that I was in because this was just a better environment to do it but one of the things I would do is I would bring in something to eat um, in the morning session so I used to do morning groups about 8 30 in the morning and I would bring in some kind of a treat whether that be donuts whether that would be like muffins um, a little ways out I would bring that in and I would leave it in the kitchen, and I would put a note on it that simply just said, um, you know, take one, um, enjoy yourself, make sure everyone gets one. Just very simplistic, right? And I wouldn't do anything with that. You know, the some of the clients or patients would ask, you know, why'd you do it? What'd you get it for? I would say, um, you know, just to be nice, even though I was purposely um, doing this, to get them to realize how automatic their thinking was. Um so then all of a sudden, I'll let some time go by, and I'll bring it up in group. And I'll say, you know, when I brought those those donuts in, those muffins in, um, you know, what would you do? And, and I'd have each person describe what they did. And most of the people would say they saw it, they took it, they ate it, and then they moved on. And the amazing part was to get them to look at, well, how much thinking did you really put in? You know, were you even hungry? Um do you like donuts? You know, what was going on in your mind prior to? Did you even wonder where they came from? Um, and even not just where they came from as far as who brought them in, but even, you know, where the donuts come from? What's in the donuts? Um, and this is part of all that mindfulness of being more 
paying attention to what was going on? Are you even hungry? Um, you know, did that change what you did as far as the rest of your breakfast? Or did you eat breakfast like you normally do? You just added a donut or a muffin to it. But this is where um, I get their feedback to just get them to look at how many things become so automatic to us where we don't even really pay attention to certain things. You know, drink our cup of coffee in the morning and sometimes we just slam it down and not even um, take the time to really realize, um, enjoy it, you know, take a step back and just and really try and get the taste of what it is. Um, simple things, you know, like even uh, brushing your teeth is another good one. Like how much thinking do you have to do to brush your teeth? And if you're like me, um, which some of you could be, you're probably doing other things while you're brushing your teeth. Um, you know, I might be picking out my clothes. If it's at night, I'll be picking out my clothes for the next day. I might be putting some of my, my work stuff away for the next day. But I'm not paying too much attention to having to think. Now, in the short term, that helps us get a lot of us things done in a very fast amount of time. But it's not the best when it comes to um, complex things. So one of the, the good books to read is Fast, Slow Thinking. Um, it was a really good book that I've given out. Um, I haven't given out, but I've recommended. Um, and it gets into how our brain has two different systems of thinking, which is system one and system two. And system one um, is where we can do some very fast things, very quick things, um, without having to put too much time into it. Um, in the book that... Um, I'm talking about is thinking fast slow um, and it's by Daniel Kahneman um, probably said it wrong but K-A-H-N-E-M-A-N and it's, it's a really great read I would I would recommend it but the point is is that we start to do things that we don't pay so much attention to our thinking and this can carry into other areas of our lives you know even um, I've sat in courtrooms and judges have asked clients, you know, when it comes down to a behavior that they're facing the judge for, judge says, well, what were you thinking? They go, I wasn't thinking. Um, and part of you wants to be like, well, how, how are you not thinking? But some behaviors of ours become so habitual, so everyday type behaviors, especially in the world of addiction, um, that the thinking behind it, it starts going before you even realize it. You know, another classic one that kind of goes along with the addiction is lying. Um, there's plenty of clients I know that after a while, they lie about things that even when I ask them, well, if you told the truth, would you have gotten into trouble? And they would say no. But they habitually and automatically get so used to lying that they start to do it without even having to put much thought into it. Um, another great example is if I were to ask a client of mine, um, what they would do to get drugs, they would have no problem thinking of things right off the bat. This is what I would do, this is how I get it, boom, all that. If I ask someone who's never used drugs, they would have to put in a lot more thinking of how to do it, how to get it, um, gain the money. I'm sure they would forget a lot of things too, miss out on a lot of things. Um, so this is our fast automatic pilot thinking that can just really take over and not realize it until we learn how to slow it down and pay attention to it. So this is 
the, the importance of paying attention to our thinking because if we don't do that, all of a sudden we're going to be feeling things, doing things, seeing things, have perceptions of things, our emotions are going to be going off, and all of a sudden we're going to act on those. And the concern is, are we going to act on something that could put us at risk, put others at risk, that might be inaccurate, that might not be full of fact, um, or something that is based off of like faulty data, as I say. So that's why when we pay attention to it, it's, it's really important. And the, the, the truth of the matter is that you can learn how to do that, but you have to really do it in a with attention and effort. You really have to focus on learning how to pay attention. So it takes practice, it takes an, a, an attention, an effort to doing it. It just doesn't come easy. Um, so there's a couple of ways that, that I'm going to get into as far as um, how do I teach clients to pay more attention to their thinking. Number one is a very um, common way in counseling and therapy, um, and that's basically looking at um, keeping what is known as like a thought record, um, kind of like a thought record journal. And if you just go to Google and type in thought records, you'll find a ton of different ones. They're all, they all work pretty much. And basically it's just a way for you to start recording some of the thoughts that you have throughout the day. It might have you look at the time, it might have you look at um, what happened, what was the event. It might have you pay attention to what thoughts you were having at that time. It could also have something like what emotion may have been present. And that's really it. The goal is just to pay attention more to that thinking part of what, what was I thinking. Um, and you can do these throughout the day. You could do them, um, um, you know, I, I normally tell people to at least focus on doing it for like one week. Um, just to get into the habit of doing it every week, paying attention to your thinking. So that's an easy way to do it. <clears throat> Another good way is journaling. Um, and, and this is recommended a lot throughout therapy and counseling. It's to get a journal and just start to write down thoughts that you get. You can do this randomly throughout the day um, and just carry it around you and just start to write down thoughts that you begin to notice that you have. Another thing you might be able to do is at the end of the day, um, kind of just reflect on just the entire day and kind of what were you thinking throughout the entire day. Um, you could do it in the morning as well. You know, what was I thinking about in the morning? Um, it's just the goal is to just pay more attention to your thinking. And when you write it down on paper, it's kind of like taking the thoughts that are in your mind and putting it on a piece of paper and kind of storing it there, um, which also is a really good technique for helping with rumination, which we'll get into um, as well throughout this series. But journaling is a really, really good idea. You could probably also go online, I'm sure, and type in journaling templates, and you can probably find one that has to do with thinking in particular. Uh, you could follow that kind of template along with it. Um, I always recommend with people... If you want to commit more to the journaling, <clears throat> go out and get yourself something nice. Um, you know, go to a bookstore and and even get um, one that's for a couple of bucks. But just kind of adds to it. But if not, you can always use notebooks, pieces of paper, <clears throat> anything. Um, you can use your phone even. Um, pull up like the word, the notepad that is. Um, I use one on the iPhone. You can type in thoughts on there that, that pay attention or that come up to you throughout the day. So <clears throat> that's another way of doing it. A third way of doing it kind of adds into the mindfulness approach, which is kind of like visualization techniques. 
um, which is all of a sudden imagining like your thoughts are certain things. So one of them is kind of like imagine thoughts being like um, parts of a train. So like as your your brain is like the the engine, the locomotive at the front. Imagine like the rest of the the parts of the train, all the carts that follow are just thoughts that you have. And kind of like if you ever imagine that, if you've ever been stuck by a train and you're staring ahead at that that train for a while, um, that's what you're kind of like imagining where it's like as the, the carts keep going by, what are the thoughts that you're having and paying attention to the thoughts that you are having. So take that mental picture and put that in there of your thoughts being those different carts of the train and paying attention to those as they go by throughout the day. So kind of imagine as you're going throughout your day, um, imagine that little train above you, just kind of what is it that's going past um, over and over again. If they're the same ones, that's okay. And if they're ones that are different, but just start paying more attention to what's going by. A second visualization technique is um, one that, like I said, I've done the um, Rehab Prevention Group and one of them has a meditation that's of a stream. Um, and it's part of the seeing thoughts as thoughts, which is a really good one. I'd recommend um, looking at that as far as a meditation. You can find them online. But basically, it's kind of like you're sitting on the bank of um, a river in a stream. And as these thoughts come by, they're kind of like leaves or sticks that just kind of float down the river. And the focus is to just pay attention to them as they go by, but to not follow them as they continue down the stream. So you're just paying attention to what's in front of you. As the thought comes in front of you, you recognize it, you pay attention to it, but then you kind of let it go. Next one comes by, pay attention to it, let it go. Same one comes by, pay attention to it, let it go. It's a really great um, mindfulness meditation that focuses on seeing thoughts as thoughts and learning how to let go but it's another great way to pay attention to your thinking so the goal is as you're sitting on that bank and you're not making any actions or behaviors you're just being more mindful pay attention to the different thoughts that come down um, through the stream or the river and recognize those another one that I've learned to do with some people is um, what I call um, mental space, which I actually printed out a sheet that looks like an apartment, like house type setting. And what it does is I ask people to kind of look out how are you renting space in your head? You know, what is in the living room? What is in the kitchen? What's in the bathroom? And it's really just to start paying attention to what are you renting your mental space to? You know, is it mostly work-related? Is it um, family stuff? Is it something on your mind? And if it's we're talking about addiction recovery, is it stuff about addiction, like using thoughts? Um, is it about, you know, maybe things recovery-related? But it's basically just like a mental um, mind map of the space that you're renting out to thoughts that you're having and to get a bigger idea of how much space you're renting to particular things. So that's another way of kind of like a mental visualization, um, which thinking about it now, I'm, I'm going to throw up on my website. Um, I'll throw a copy of that PDF on there so that people can have that, but that's the um, mental space. The other one that I do is I look at... Um, kind of like a conveyor belt 
So if you're thinking about like um, different pieces or parts that go on this belt and they're about to go in the machine, like imagine just being that worker watching as they go by and you're kind of expecting that's going by piece by piece and your goal is to just supervise it. That's kind of like learning how to recognize that your thoughts, paying attention to your thinking. Imagine all those are just thoughts that are going by and your goal is to pay attention to them and just let them go by. Your only goal is to recognize them, pay attention to them, but you just let them go by. You're not working on them. You're not doing anything with them yet. Um, all we're doing is paying attention to our thinking. So those three things help with all of a sudden learning how to mentally kind of visualization techniques on paying attention to your thinking. Now the fourth way like technique that I talk to people about paying attention to your thinking is kind of like learn to recognize your thoughts based on like reactions you have to things. So when you're interacting with people, when you're around people, uh, maybe when you're listening to music, when you're watching movies, when you're out at some events, um, when you hear something about the news, you're watching the news, like these are all great ways to get better at paying attention to your thinking. Um, when you have strong emotional reactions or when you're feeling an emotion quite strongly, these are really, really good times to stop and say, well, what was I thinking? What was going on? What was going on in my head prior to that? What was going on where now all of a sudden these things are going on? That's just helping us pay attention to it. So if you're watching a movie um, and all of a sudden something happens and your mind's going, well, pay attention to that. What, what are you thinking? When you're listening to music and all of a sudden you get this thought or that thought, just pay attention to them. Non-judgmentally, um, but just pay attention to what I was thinking. Now, the fifth and final technique is one of the ones I've, I've shared more and more with my clients and patients it's kind of um, what I look at as a sonar. And this is a technique that I've used to really help some people pay attention to their thoughts, their feelings, and their physical sensations, is to imagine that, you know, we are the submarine and we got that sonar that is supposed to pay attention to what's going on. Now, the flip side of that is imagine when we don't have that and now all of a sudden something pops up and that could be almost dead center, as close to the middle as possible, which we know the sonar, the, the closer something is to us, the more at risk it can be. So now all of a sudden, boom, a thought pops up and it's pretty close, or an emotion pops up, or a feeling pops up, um, a physical reaction, and we're not paying attention to it, we can easily react to it. And that's just because that's more of like a, a reaction. It's, it's close to us. It kind of gets closer to our sense of security, our sense of safety. All of a sudden, it hits us out of nowhere. We don't know where it came from. We don't know what happened. We don't know what it was about. But all of a sudden, like, the alarm goes off on the, the sub. And now, all of a sudden, we're more in, like, our defensive reaction. We're at our um, being threatened. We don't want it to be that way. The best way to look at that is we need to turn on our sonar and pay attention to what we are thinking. So literally, if you have um, Google, just type in sonar clip art and you'll look at a couple of images and you'll see that when the sonar is going around, there's kind of like a little line or there's like a little 
kind of um, lighted area that is kind of monitoring everything. We want to make sure that that's on, that we have that, and we're paying attention ongoingly to our thoughts, feelings, and physical sensations. The more we can do that, then all of a sudden when something pops up, we can say, okay, well, what was that? You know, okay, so what, what was that thought I was having? Or what was that feeling? And we can pay more attention to it before it can become risky to us, before it gets to the center. So a great client story that I have was I had a, um, a client who worked in law enforcement. And about four or five years away from retirement, and some things were going on in their life where they were started to see counseling. And part of them was like, I should have done this a while ago. Um, he started to realize that he would react to things a lot in his work life, in his family life, relationships where he would just react to things and not really pay attention to what he, what was going on. You know, his, um, thinking, his thoughts were kind of being ignored. His emotions would sometimes easily be unmanageable where all of a sudden he'd just say, I'd react. So this was like the first thing I taught him was this sonar technique. And we would literally sit in sessions and work on him, you know, increasing his awareness of what's going on mentally with his thoughts, physically, um, and emotionally. And we would work on this, you know, a couple sessions. And this was by far the most important skill he ever learned was to just pay more attention by using the sonar. When he started to become more aware of things, his life drastically started to improve as far as his, he was being more responsive versus being reactive. So when we use like the submarine comparison, it's like all of a sudden you're not paying attention to the radar. Now all of a sudden, boom, something hits you and all of a sudden you kind of fire back. That's that defensiveness, that reactiveness that um, we might feel threatened or our safety might feel um like it's being um, attacked, then all of a sudden we react to it when we don't even know what we're even reacting to. So now when he was going through some things and he would notice his, by paying more attention, he would learn to respond. He would say, okay, well, I, I know where that thought came from. How do I want to respond to this? Versus that automatic um, reacting to it and making comments or making a decision that would get him into trouble or that would be more harmful to him than helpful, he learned how to be more responsive with his words, with his behaviors, with his actions, and and things in his life drastically improved. Things with his children did, things with his um, wife did, and really after a while, this was the only thing that he really needed to do, and he we completed our um, therapy. He um, decided to close out on it. But it was the thing that in our final session, he said that was probably the most important thing I ever learned was to just pay attention to my thinking. And from there, my thoughts, my feelings, my physical sensations. So this is one that I, I love using the image because it captures so much what happens when we're not paying attention to it. All of a sudden, something hits us and we react. And that can be dangerous. So to get better at it, to in order to be more responsive and to look at things more um, problem-solving, more rational, we need to 
increase our awareness. So those are the five things as far as techniques and strategies that I often recommend to clients and patients is the thought record keeping, the journaling, um, the mental visualizations, recognizing thoughts based on um, reactions to things like with people, movies, events, um, stuff like that. And the fifth one is to get better and improve on that sonar and paying more attention to what is going on. So this is something now to start doing, like I said, with attention and effort. These are things to practice doing because everything else that we do from here on out, it's going to be important that we are paying attention to our thinking. If we continue to struggle with that and not pay attention to it, we're going to start to take actions and behaviors and we're going to react to things where all of a sudden when we talk about cognitive intervention, it's going to be pretty much um, ineffective. We're already going to be taking our action. So this is where we're going to create like a little buffer zone to where we pay more attention to our thinking so that we can then add in the cognitive intervention to then possibly stop a behavior that could be risky or harmful. Or we can change that to a different behavior or action that actually be more proactive and helpful to us. So until then, um, whether you use all of these or a few of these, but begin to pay attention to what you are thinking. So next episode we get into will be um, some cognitive intervention techniques of my favorites and definitely looking forward to that. So in the meantime, pay attention to your thinking and I hope you got something out of this.